0: Hey guys, it's Fo. Welcome to the Girl Talk with Foe podcast, where I talk faith, finances, and business, and I teach you how to dump debt, build bank, and create the life you want. Let's talk. So guys, I have an amazing interview for you today. I will be interviewing fellow financial coach and entrepreneur Alicia Kelly. So, I had the pleasure of connecting with Felicia on Instagram. So, sidebar, if you are not using social media for networking, you are missing out, okay? Nonetheless, I came across her profile, and that particular day, she was sharing her testimony of coming from homelessness to six figures and her struggles with money management, even as a high income earner. So, I was really intrigued and I wanted to hear her story. So, we hopped on the phone actually, and um, I knew that after talking to her, I somehow wanted to get her story to y'all. So, guys, without further ado, Felicia Kelly is a money management strategist coaching Christians to coins. She helps kingdom builders, entrepreneurs, and corporate professionals to create and implement money systems that allow them to live a lavish lifestyle of abundance now while building a financially secure future. Listen in as I have Girl Talk with money management strategist Felicia Kelly. All right, welcome to the show, Felicia. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So Felicia, I really can't do your story any justice. So please give the people just a snippet of how you went from being homeless to earning six figures to now coaching Christians to coins.
1: Well, I actually started off in college in the mid 2000s, right after I graduated and a classic story of hanging out with the wrong crowd and being rebellious. And I was working a job that I hated And the issue from there was that I left school without a plan and I ended up not having anywhere to live. So I was bouncing from couch to couch and living with friends. And during that time, I got a job selling cars and in the car business. And I went immediately from making minimum wage to over $8,000 a month. So not having the management skills, I would blow through that money Ridiculously. And so once I learned some skills and started connecting with the right people, I was able to start making wise money decisions and create not just a budget, but a plan for me to live a great life. And so I started helping others kind of to do the same, even as a car salesman or salesperson. And then I was promoted to a finance manager. And through all that time, I'd been helping customers, not realizing that I had a business and I didn't realize that until someone said, well, how much do you charge, and I said, for what, and they were saying that they had people that they knew that wanted me to help them with their budgets, to improve their credit, to help them build a lifestyle, and so I started uh, my business in the 2016 fall time and coming up on two years with it officially being a business and I transitioned to helping people in my church and before I knew it coaching Christians to coins was actually a thing so that's a segment of my business that I'm very passionate about.
0: Wow so I find it interesting and I think it can resonate with so many people who graduate college and a lot of us don't have a plan like or went to college and you just you don't know like you early 20s and it's like what am I supposed to do with my life but every time you take a step and every time you move forward it all begins to work together for you Mm -hmm. yes I think that is just a testament of saying just start I went on I did a live stream um a few days ago that just said just start if you do something if you take the first step everything is going to come along along the way you'll get everything you need along the way and it all it will work together for your good so that is a great testimony of just doing something and it works out.
1: Yeah, we tend to want all the pieces up front and it doesn't work that way. It doesn't matter if you're a business owner, if you work in a career, if you're going into parenting, going into a marriage, no part of life will give you all the pieces up front. You have to invest something to keep getting the next piece and getting the next piece and it'll start to turn around and make sense after you put some time and effort and sometimes some money into getting the next piece so say so
0: say so because you know we can be tight with the fist when it comes to money but once you make that investment and prove to yourself that you're worth the investment you will start to see the benefits right so you openly share your story of having to get from under the religious teaching that poverty somehow makes you Humble and right Mm -hmm. with God, so to speak. And guys, I did that with air quotes. Having grown up under that teaching, what did you have to do to shift your mindset and belief about money?
1: Well, the first thing that I had to do was not have just a church relationship with God. I had to develop my own relationship. And that's something that I'm grateful to my parents about because they didn't just take us to church and say, You have to go to church. They talked to us about their experiences with, with God. So even though I stepped away from the family church, a lot of those characteristics that I use in my business are directly from my parents. And when you're learning and watching people as you're growing up who are serving God and who love God, but still can't pay their life bill, or they're serving God and they love God and they're working in the church and they're paying their bills, they're okay paying their bills, but they don't go on vacations they don't go shopping. They don't, they have this idea that humility and poverty go along the same lines and they actually have nothing to do with one another because we serve an abundant God. We serve a God who owns everything. And if he says he owns everything and then he turns around and makes me in his image. And if we're to have dominion over the earth, surely I can go buy a pair of shoes. I had to really one, be willing to be confrontational. Because sometimes we sit in things and we stay in things because to remove ourselves is going to make it uncomfortable. It was an uncomfortable conversation with my family when I said, hey, I'm leaving and my husband's leaving and our son's leaving because our daughter wasn't born at the time. And they were hurt by it. They initially took it, in my opinion, as if I was leaving them. Mm-hmm. But it was time for me to move it to a different teaching and a teaching that my soul and my spirit resonated with. I wanted more. and. The church that we moved to is somewhere where I see people constantly growing. And sometimes we want to grow spiritually, but everything else suffers. And that's not what God desires for us. So the first thing I had to do was be willing to be confronted, be willing to be confrontational, be willing to be disagreed with. You know, a lot of times we do things and, and say things that we know everyone's going to be like, you know what? Yes, I agree with you. And especially in the Christian world, we want to be liked because we, we're told that to be a Christian, people aren't going to like you. So we go through these motions to make people like us and we really don't agree with any of the things that we're doing. So it takes being confrontational. It takes willing to go against the grain and it takes building your own personal relationship with God. You're sitting here, you know, following a teaching. You haven't picked up your Bible. You haven't prayed. You haven't fasted. You haven't taken steps to solidify your own relationship you know it's just like any other relationship i can't expect the, the teachers to teach my kids everything at school and then i don't solidify anything when they get home it's the, it's all about relationship and building it and and listening and saying okay what are my next steps and sometimes those next steps aren't very comfortable i have not found and if someone has i always i'm always open to being someone pointing out something to me but i've never found in the bible where the lord put people in a position to either struggle or follow me. Now he would tell people to choose to follow him, but he would never make them struggle. And as a way of life, we all have tests. We all have trials. There are many stories of tests and trials in the Bible, but God does not desire for us to struggle through life. I agree. And so for a man who says, or a woman to say they're a man, a woman of God, who desires that for you, they're not in line with the will of God. So you have to re- realign yourself and you have to say, okay, what am I learning here? You know, and there, there are a lot of places where people do experience financial abuse and it's sadly because they lack relationship. And if you were to solidify your relationship, the Lord will tell you when something is contrary to his desire for you
0: okay but now you're on the other side of that of that yes. doctrine right Yes. thank god you yes actually coach pastors so what are some of the revelations breakthroughs and things that you're seeing with these ministries as a result of working with them and showing what then what's already in the bible that they should be reading
1: yes so one of a common breakthrough that i'm seeing is self-worth and self-value and what i mean by that is our pricing I run into a lot of Christian coaches and, past- and pastors who are coaches and have business ministries or ministry businesses, as some people call it, but they don't want to charge. And they're charging these very minimal amounts because they feel like they're charging people to experience God. And that's not what it is. So just because I'm a Christian and I have a business doesn't mean that I shouldn't be profitable. And so I'm seeing those breakthroughs and it's probably the most common breakthrough that I'm seeing when I'm working with kingdom businesses. And when I show them the pricing initially, they're like, I cannot charge people that that is wrong. And then I show them industry averages for what they, for what they provide. Here's the industry average. You're charging less than 10% of the industry average. Mm -hmm. I think you're okay. You know, we have this innate desire as kingdom people typically to do good. And, you know, I think by nature, even though we're born in a sinful nature, people want to be good. We want to do good things, but sometimes we don't simply look at the math. Sometimes the math just doesn't work. And if the math doesn't work, you need to change it. And so when I work with pastors, I'm working with a pastor right now, she has a beautiful business and she has an amazing, amazing ministry within her business and she delivers people get results and people are getting massive results, but she didn't want to charge them. She wanted to charge them this very minimal amount for such a large value item. And so I had to work with her to let her see why her pricing was valid, the pricing I gave her, her new pricing. And so that's one of the biggest breakthroughs I see is is pricing, you know, even in their business. And then the ability to take that pricing, pay themselves, and now they have the ability to live a a lifestyle above what they've been taught to live, you know? So those two breakthroughs kind of go hand in hand because again, it goes back to us feeling like we shouldn't buy that big house. We shouldn't buy that designer bag. We shouldn't, I don't think God cares anything about your designer items. That's it's, it's so much deeper than that. And we limit ourselves in our human thinking and we limit our connection with God in the same token, because we think he cares about those little things that don't mean anything to him. So those are two of the biggest breakthroughs that I'm seeing is, you know, just being able to charge what we're worth and then being able to set up a system in our finances that allow us to spend money because we've been taught to save, 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 might be a rainy day. Well, it's not really a rainy day if you've got the money for the emergency. So it's not really an emergency if the money's in
0: the account. Just a minor inconvenience. So, yes,
1: it might be an inconvenience of your time, but if you have the money, it's not that big a deal.
0: So you said something around knowing our worth and um, feeling like you can buy the big home or Mm -hmm. the nice home or the nice bag. And it it really reminded me of an experience that I had um, when my husband and I, we took a trip to um, London and Paris last year for our anniversary and we went to Windsor Palace. And you get to see all the, you know, all the things that the royal family owns. And I really had a revelation on our, our ride back. And I started crying on the bus because I was thinking to myself, these are humans. They, they, this is a, a, a human kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. And these are all the things that they possess. Imagine, because our mind probably can't even fathom, the things that God has for mm-hmm. us. And so it really hurt me because I feel like so many of us in the kingdom are living below the level that God wants us to Absolutely. live. Absolutely. And that experience really opened my mind and my eyes to see that, no, God wants more for us. If, Absolutely. If they can have this, God God has so much more that's in store for us that we can't even imagine. And so it shifted my perspective to live the way that God wants us to live. And yes, that comes with doing work, really strategic, but- it just opened my mind to say like, you know what if they can have this and this is a human kingdom what does god the the king of all kings want for his children and the people in his kingdom so i completely yes. understand that revelation yes. that has to happen to open your mind to say yes i can have nice things yes i yes. can have money i got to do my part and right. manage it and be a good steward of it but this is what, how God wants us to live. He wants us to live in abundance. He wants us yes. to live in overflow. Yes, he does. He wants us to be able to be a blessing to other people. And so- yes. That just reminded me of that experience. Yes,
1: and if I could piggyback off that, it's funny because I think about the word overflow a lot. And we love to say it because it sounds good. We love to say it in church. We love to say it in a kingdom conversation. It just sounds fantastic. But many of those same people who love to bring that up are living off a teaspoon. They love to say abundance, But do you really know what abundance means? Do you really know what overflow means? I learn a lot from the world. I really do. I make no bones about it. I learn a lot from how CEOs live, how entertainment artists live. I learn a lot from them financially and what they do. I watch their movements because we as kingdom people are constantly telling ourselves what we don't deserve and what we shouldn't have, but the people of the world who are working hard and making millions and millions of dollars, they don't tell themselves that, and they're not even serving the Lord. So if a person who doesn't think anything about God, who's not serving him, who's not desiring to help people enter into the kingdom, if they can live in multi-million dollar homes, if they can make a hundred million dollars a year, surely those of us who are serving the Lord and doing the work of God, surely we can at least get a piece of what they have, if not more. Because we serve a God who's above everything. And again, it goes back to being made in his image. So why can't we live that way? I believe that earth is a prerequisite for heaven. I don't want to be, we're already going to be surprised at the greatness of heaven when we get there. But I don't want to live at the bottom while I'm here and
0: and be even more surprised (laughs) than
1: than those who at least lived at the top while they're here.
0: Right, right. So your mission is to show others how to live lavishly now while building a financially secure future. So how exactly can you do both?
1: You can do both by one being smart. And and you said it earlier, starting, you will never have everything that you're called to have by simply working for someone else. That doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur. It means you have to have other avenues. So the first thing that I love to do with my clients is look at where they are and look at what they're missing about their gifts and their talents. What do they have the ability to do besides what they're doing? And what do, you, what do you have disorganized? Sometimes our money is simply not organized. And people don't think organization when they think finances. They think these are my bills. This is how much I make. That's it. And that's not how it works. I know entrepreneurs who are generating nearly half a million dollars in revenue and are still broke. And that's from online businesses. What could you possibly be spending your money on? But the lack of organization and, you know, I'm paying off debt this by this time next year, my husband and I'll be completely debt free and I'll be 31 and he'll be 30. And we're super excited about that because there are so many people who believe they have to be in debt. They, they don't know any other way, you know, and you don't know what you don't know. So I help people to one, create that organization and then I help them create a reward system. I help them create a, a path to become debt-free. And that's something that I taught on my webinar. And I had someone inbox me and tell me how they were crying because they didn't realize that they could do both. They had heard me say it, but because the vision wasn't there, they really didn't believe that you could really do both. And so I helped them to, once they organize their finances and have a strategy for paying off debt, we create a customized reward system that allows them to buy things that they want. I had a client recently post on Facebook and tag me that she was able to go out and buy her reward. She worked the plan that we created for her. And when she went out and bought her reward, we had a follow-up session and she was just telling me how that changed her life because now she knows how to do both and she can continue on paying off her debts. She can continue on living a lifestyle that's pleasing to God financially, makes sense to her as well, and continue to, to build you know, so that's just a couple of things that I do to help people do both.
0: So I find it interesting. you And we've talked before, um, and we you told me that you guys will be debt-free next year. And I'll share that my husband and I will be, our last debt that we have is our home and our plan mm-hmm. is to pay it off in five years. And I was sharing that with someone and their mind was completely blown that they their response was, you know what? My mind never, never fathomed the thought that you could pay off your house in five years Mm -hmm. or that you could be debt free in your early 30s so again it's this whole removing this false belief that we have Mm -hmm. that one you have to be in debt for the rest of your life that is not true Uh, but just removing these mindsets that we have that we've grown up and and have have embedded in us um. So that was that was just an interesting conversation that I had that they were completely blown away that you can actually pay off your house. Early. Right. And you don't have to pay it for 30. <laughs> you
1: don't. You know, people don't. It goes back to you don't know what you don't know. Whatever your experiences are, are what you are going to base your next decision off of. You always base your next decision off of your last experience. And one thing that I try to teach people is people hearing this don't get anything else from me. I want them to take away exposure you have to expose yourself to things above where you are now and what i mean by that is for example when i drove a saturn ion i was exposing myself to nicer vehicles and even when i travel places because my traveling is picking up now i never rent anything if i unless the the rental company does not have it available i never rent anything below what i drive now I always rent above. I always rent something that I presently, with using wisdom, I couldn't go out and buy right, and so I do that because I need to constantly be exposing my my eyesight and my senses to bigger things, you know even th- little things as small as riding through luxurious neighborhoods. If you can't afford a million dollar house, go look at one and it it allows your mindset to catch up to possibility. And those are—that's just something that I try to tell everybody that I know. If they never work with me, if they never book a program with me, never buy a product, I want people to understand exposure because exposure is what changed the game for me.
0: I one hundred percent, wholeheartedly agree with that. We've done the driving through neighbor. We do it. We used to do it frequently before we bought our our first home. But that's one thing we do. We'll drive through neighborhoods. Uh, I have a friend who goes a step further. And she'll pretend like she's buying the house, and she'll and she'll do a walkthrough. But I completely agree. Is is exposing yourself, seeing those things because if you can, if you can see it, if your mind can conceive see it, then you can conceive it. You can believe it, and then you can right. believe it. So that I I hundred percent agree yeah. with that. So now talking about this money mindset, what is one thing that um, my listeners can do today to shift their money mindset and begin living a life of abundance.
1: One thing, an exercise that I just had um, a class that I taught do, and everyone loved it, something that I do very often, is you can go right now on your phone. You don't have to get up from where you are. Go to the largest Borean that you can think of, whether it be Versace, whether it be Lagerfeld or whatever brand if you don't know any guess what Google some Google most expensive designer brand and even if you don't necessarily want to buy designer items go to that website and find things that you like and put them in the cart as if you're gonna buy them now don't do anything crazy and actually buy some things that you shouldn't be buying but do that exercise with a designer label Do that exercise on our car. Go to that website and actually build that car. Go through all the process process and steps it takes to order without ordering. Do the same thing with the home, a custom home builder. Once you do those things, you begin to train your mind to be able to see them. Because sometimes I have people that will say, man, that was nowhere near as expensive as I thought it was. Because we psych ourselves out, we block ourselves from possibility before we even know what it takes to get there. And so I have people do that exercise because it changes their thought process and it allows them to see what something really costs, allows them to see what the possibilities really are. And so that's something that you can do right now from your cell phone. If you want to get really into it, go to your laptop, you know, and that's something even I still do. I still do that now, you know, when I want to really dream and and people sometimes negate dreaming. They think that, oh, vision boards are so, so stupid, or you can't really dream or speak anything to existence. Yes, it takes work, but you, you can't work for something you can't see, and you have to see it first, and your, your mind has to know what you're going after. You can't chase anything in the dark. So that's an exercise that I challenge everyone to do um, to really elevate their thinking
0: it's interesting that you say that a lot of times people realize that it's not as expensive as you think it is. Um, Another story that I heard, um, it was another Patrice Washington story, (laughs) but she was in the airport and she was flying first class and um, they were boarding the plane. They came over the speaker and saying, hey, boarding, now boarding, you know, first class or whatever. And a young boy asked his mom, is that us? And the mom's response was like, oh, no, that's not us. That, that's too expensive. And Patrice was like, you know, sometimes first class is just a matter of $100 more or something. Yeah, it's an upgrade. Up right. And so she was kind of frustrated with the mom because she felt like the mom was already shaping The child to have a limited money mindset. Yes. And she said, you know, what he will probably, and not saying that this will happen, but what could potentially happen is throughout his life, he's going to self-sabotage because he's going to feel like, well, having this is is too expensive or um, it's not. People who do it are spending a lot of money or something, and he's trying to self-sabotage to not reach that next level. And she was very frustrated with the mom for creating that limited mindset. Instead of saying something like, "Oh no, that's not us," but this is what first class is. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, "No, no, we can't fly." Right. So right, it's all about mindset and exposure and knowing that Mm -hmm. something really isn't as expensive or not. far out of reach as you think it is
1: and the mom thought she was protecting her son or subconsciously really and consciously she thought she was simply answering a question but subconsciously she's trying to protect him from dreaming too big because she doesn't want him to get hurt if he doesn't achieve it
0: oh man, and I
1: can understand that as a parent but as I had a conversation last night with my middle sister and I told her you have to let your kids fall you know My son's going to fall. He's going to hit his head. He's going to scrape his knee. My daughter with her beautiful self is going to do the same thing. But we have to allow that to happen. I cannot let my experience and the negative outlook I have on a certain thing take their dream away. And I think sometimes out of fear and protection, we try to protect our family. We try to protect our friends. Those on the receiving end of it take it like, oh, they're hating. They're trying to protect you from their fear of failure. They're projecting their fear onto you because in their mind, they don't know how you're going to do it. They can't see it. Just like when you put the designer item in the cart and you realize how not expensive it is in six months from now, when you go to buy that designer item, that same person who's never done that exercise is going to think, why are you going to spend your money on that? You're wasting money because people can only advise you from their perspective. And she's trying to advise her son from her perspective. Her perspective is that I can't afford that. Her perspective is limited financially. So when she tries to teach him, she can only teach him from who she is. And that's what we have to be conscious of when people are in our circle and in our space.
0: I'm telling y'all, it's a mindset thing. I like to say money is like 99% mindset, 1% math.
1: Money is an outward manifestation of what's inside of us. Money is just a tool. Money on a table does nothing. It's just like a gun. It does nothing until someone pulls the trigger. Sitting on the table is perfectly harmless, right? But money is the same way. It's perfectly harmless sitting on the table. It does nothing. It has no value until we give it some. But it's simply a manifestation of what's already in us. Because if we go out and we blow money, we blow money, we blow money, we're trying to satisfy a void that is within. If we're hoarding money all the time, we're trying to satisfy a fear that's within if we're smart about our money, we've already handled those fears. We've already filled those voids. So money is simply us doing what we want to do and us directing it. So it's it's only, it it's only a, a physical way to speak to something that's in us that we can't touch. So
0: true. So true. Um, and I did my money mindset workshop. I'm going to do a revamp of that one just because we got a remove the limited beliefs around mm-hmm. money and these mm-hmm. these beliefs that have been embedded in us as children. But I know that you have your six figure Sunday coming up and obviously you have some other things coming up. I'm in your Facebook group. So I see some of the, the live streams and things that are happening. Um, so talk about your six figure Sunday and who is it for and how can people be a part of that?
1: So six figure Sunday is an event um, that I created where I get together with a another coach of some sort. This particular Six Figure Sunday is December 2nd. It's going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina, and it's going to be with Bianca Shelley Robertson. She's a very, very known in the online space business coach. She's on her second year in a row, maybe her third year making six figures in her business, and she's on track to hit nearly a half a million dollars this year. And she's going to come and talk to some of us about building our business, whether you're just starting, whether you're established, but some things you really need to know to build a six-figure business. And I'm gonna be there helping people to organize their finances so that they can not only fund their business, but they can be able to maintain the six figures because those things go hand in hand. We wanna learn how to make all this money, but we don't have a clue what to do with it. We don't know what we should be reinvesting. We don't know what we should be paying ourselves. Some people are making $300,000 in revenue and they're broke. You know, I had this conversation with a CPA last night and we're also going to be hearing from a local entrepreneur. She's going to be telling us her story. She's very successful in the local area. And so that's what Six Figure Sunday is going to be. And the next location is either going to be Charlotte or Atlanta. I'm actually in the process of getting votes now. And we're going to continue it on. I'm going to continue with a local entrepreneur to tell their story of success and another coach of some sort so that people can really build businesses. We build all these broken businesses and then we can't sustain them. Mm. So that's what Six Figure Sunday is about. And we do some exercises that are right in line with being okay with the money. It's okay to have money right? We all, we do these, like you mentioned earlier, self, self-sabotaging things because some of us are afraid to have a lot of money. We really are. And we don't want to discuss the fear. And we don't want to admit to that, but that's what Six Figure Sunday is all about. It's about networking with other business owners. It's about designing a six-figure business and maintaining that business so you can get the freedom that you desire. So that's going to be in Raleigh, December 2nd. And if someone wants tickets, they can go to gum.co slash Six
0: Figure Sunday. And I will have that link in the show notes. And I feel some kind of way because you're like Charlotte, Atlanta, and I'm dead in the middle. <laughs> in the in the middle, everybody always overlooks Greenville, but you know what? We are on the come up. We are on, we are on the come yeah, up. Yeah, y'all
1: have to y'all have to take a lot of flights to events from there. Sure. Yeah.
0: So, so guys, if you are in the Raleigh area on December second. Make sure you check out um, the information for the Six Figure Sunday, especially if you are a business owner or you are thinking about owning a business. The one thing that I did when I started my business, this is my second business. So the one thing I did to um, have a better business the second go around is to invest in information and coaching Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that I could be on a better track than I was the first go around. So um, yes, I learned a lot of lessons the first go around, but having someone who's been there before. Is so detrimental in you being successful in your business. So you want to make sure you check that out. And again, I'll leave that information in the show notes. So one last quick question before we close out, what are some books that you recommend to our listeners that will help help them shift their money mindset?
1: I have two that are number one for me. Um, I'm very big on abundance. I'm very big on growth. But two books that I just couldn't get enough of was one, Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols. I'm a very big Lisa Nichols fan. I think her story is fantastic. She's a beautiful speaker and you know, making it from absolute nothing, I can resonate with that because it is very difficult to pull yourself up when you have nothing and to be able to overcome is, is very important to me because it takes away the excuses. It takes away someone saying, well, I have this, you know, I can't, I've been divorced or I have kids or those are some of the things that when you read a book with that kind of story, it makes your excuses non-existent. Mm. So I highly recommend Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols. And I also recommend The Abundance Code by Julie Ann Hearns. It's okay. called The Abundance Code and it's busting the seven money myths. And it's right in line with what, what I teach in my business. And so those are two books that I feel like you have to read the abundance code. I believe it's um, much, much better. I'm sorry. Abundance now is much, much better on audio just because he, she speaks some things in the audio book. That's, you can't read in the regular book, mm. you know, some mindset work. So those are two, I absolutely recommend.
0: All right. And guys, I will leave those books in the show notes as well. All right, Felicia, where can my listeners connect with you?
1: They can go to my website, which is FeliciaKelley.com. I'm also on social media on Instagram and Facebook at Being Felicia Kelly, and they can find me there typically on a daily basis.
0: This is true, guys. I follow her on Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) So you want to make sure you guys check out Felicia Kelly. Again, I will leave all her information in the show notes. Felicia, thank you so much for interviewing and sharing your story and how we can live lavishly now without going broke. So thank you so much, Felicia. I really appreciate you. Thank you. All right, guys, that concludes another episode of the Girl Talk With Faux podcast. Was it not just amazing? Again, all the information that you need will be in the show notes. So head on over to girltalkwithflow.com forward slash podcast to check out show notes for today's episode. To make sure you never miss an episode, head on over to girltalkwithfoe.com forward slash VIP to sign up to be a part of my VIP squad. You'll get posts directly to your inbox along with exclusive deals and access to my private Facebook community. Don't forget to catch me on social media at Girl Talk with Foe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple iTunes. Talk to you in the next episode.